podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the post-match show, that was mad. Uh, no one was quite expecting that, but Liverpool prevail. Liverpool win at home for the 21st consecutive league game. It's our 18th consecutive Premier League win in anywhere. And Neil Dockin, yeah, they found a way. It wasn't quite the way we thought. It wasn't quite the way we expected when they went 1-0 up. Yeah. We were thinking 3-4-5, but... Um, I mean, he got there in the end. Yeah, yeah. You just expect us to sail to victory, aren't you? Like we have so many times this season. We've always looked in such control. And they equalise and you're sort of affronted, aren't you? Like, how dare you? Um, and then, yeah, I guess we struggled at times. We had so much possession, but we weren't quite incisive enough. And then, obviously, they get the second. And, like, for a minute, you, like, think, hang on. Liverpool Football Club could, like, lose a game of football. <laughs> like, we could lose a league game. And not just any league game, a game at Anfield. And Moyes is there on the touchline. All his dreams about to come true. All those years of hurt. Finally, for, like, 17 minutes, he's ahead at Anfield. Aha! Sorry, mate. It's not to be. Yeah, I mean, Jay, it must be strange being on a show with Neil Dockin and not calling him a prick. <laughs> no, no, I'm paying your time for that. I haven't even fucking spoke yet, you know. <laughs> Give me five minutes. <laughs> But, I mean, we can laugh at David Moyes instead. Wait, oh, well, he is a prick. He, he, he must have been delighted there. Because I don't even... I don't even have any plan for this. He must have been thinking, like, what fucking substitution do I make here? Because I don't know what to fucking do. And as it was, he then brought up Anderson and brought on a strike. And he must have, been, he must have just picked a lad. Thought he was a centre-half and thought I'll defend here. It was, it was really weird, though, because even the crowd today, the crowd, like, weren't really up for it. It was like we'd all just fucking gone on holiday and come back and there was just a game of football like we had to figure out and the, the lads deserve a bit of credit there I think because they go behind it is really flat it's not quite working for them and they just force it Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain made a massive difference when he come on because he tries to force it the winning goal comes from Gomez forcing it having a shot from outside the box and it was like the lads were like listen the, the proper Liverpool isn't here today so we're just going to have to make something happen and they worked really hard and you know they deserve a lot of credit for that but Fuck me, if I ever see them playing like that again, I'm going to fucking strangle them. <laughs> Phil, right? Jay is right when he says Chamberlain made a difference. I thought he had an intensity yeah. because there wasn't enough of it at all. Like, you know, I know people back on about the Anfield about how they love Jordan Henderson, but what he does bring is a certain level of intensity. Well, listen to this. It's always Friday night in the Stanley. It's always Friday night in the Glenbrook Hotel. Yeah, Oxley Chamberlain, he brought intensity forward. He did. He sort of symbolised everything that, that, that Liverpool needed, and he? he came on and there was that kind of collective, hold on, we're not losing to these. Out of everyone, we're not going to lose to this team at home. And, and yeah, his intensity that he brought on was brilliant. I thought he did, he did a couple of mad things. He had that shot really early on, and he, and he kind of turned right down to look at the manager just to see he got a little nod of approval for coming on and maybe that's what he told him to do just go on and have a shot early on show the boys what they need to do and you know he took risk with his passes there's a directness there that that Keita doesn't quite have I don't think he offered you know anything that near to his best today and then he was disappointed when he came off but he, he broke the lines really well played one twos everything was done with pace and intensity which was really lacking throughout the game and you know 
we, we keep saying it, Liverpool find new ways to win. This felt like another new way to win today. Felt very weird in the ground. You know, <laughs> we get that goal, Genie's goal, and it felt like a European night. Suddenly, Anfield came alive. There was the booing as well, which was really kind of piercing for a few minutes. And, and it was sort of everything was there for the team to push on. And, and they did it for a while under tough circumstances because, you know, like everyone said, we were flat for most of the game. And then we kind of came alive at the end there and had a couple of chances to make it more. I just thought we would have been nice, Neil. I thought this first half, they threw a few bad tackles in and everyone's just stood around. You know, was, I mean, Declan Rice eventually gets booked for kicking it away. And I think if you saw the clip of that, you'd think, why has he done that? You're obviously going to get booked. Yeah, yeah. The reason he did it was, they were getting away with it all game. We kind of all just, we just needed to be in the referee's ear more. We just needed to be a bit nastier. And their second goal is like something off a training ground. They're just passing it around all nice. We just pass it in, he just kicks it in, and you're like, we're, why are we in yeah, the faces? Yeah. We were giving them far too much space, and like, I mean, it's a point you've already made, but to hark back, you know, Jordan Henderson, you just feel like if he's on the pitch, he's not he's not settling for that, is he? He's not accepting any of that. He's in the ref's ear, he's having a moan. I saw Virgil a couple of times going to the referee and complaining. Towards the end, yeah. Towards the end, but, yeah, I did think, I'm not sure we were, like, lax or anything. I just think there was a strange atmosphere, and it contributed to the way the team played it. Everyone just seems so calm about it. I think it, it finally feels like over the last couple of weeks, we've all accepted we are going to win the league. Like, it's an inevitability. But there's still games of football to be won. It's, <laughs> it's still February. Like, it's still February. Because we've all just said, oh, yeah, we're winning the league. And we're, we're all talking about, are we going to enjoy the parade? Are we going to enjoy the trophy lift? What's going to be the best moment of this wonderful season? You kind of get distracted from the job that's at hand. And... I think maybe they, they did lose a little bit of focus, perhaps, in that first half. But I thought Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain was fantastic. I love the way he skips past a man or two. He just sees an opening and he goes for it. And I thought he, he definitely he like revitalised the whole team when he came on. I did think Keita started well. I mean, he plays a role in the opening goal, doesn't he? Um, nice one-two with Salah in the build-up. Um, he's pushing and he's probing. At least I thought that was Keita. You're looking at me blankly like it might not have been. Um, I just remembered a great ball in from Trent. Yeah, yeah. But... Um, but as the game wore on, he faded. Um, I don't think Mo had his best game, um, apart from scoring one of the funniest goals I've seen at Anfield for a long Look at time. Fabianski was furious. <laughs> it was he's had a great game, Jay, Andy. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, there was they, a, they a save, really well. save from Salah in the first half, which is excellent. A save from, is it Chamberlain or Trent? Second half, which is excellent. I can't remember who it was who took it, but makes a very really good save. But And then he lets that one in. They, they, they'll be nearly disappointed today, West Ham, because they... They were very, very organised as well. It was, it was really strange. Every time, yeah, massive, yeah, it fucking hell, oh, mate. There was, there was fucking more of them. There was fucking more of them. I'm not asked. There was times when the pool were turning, there'd be a player there. There was like fucking three Zeckler Nices at one point. No wonder he got fucking booked. His fucking brother played as well. Yeah. It was every time. Every time the pool played a passing behind and turned, there was a West Ham player there. They were incredibly well organised, but it didn't look like they were like actually fucking working too hard to get there. And I don't know where it looked like they'd watched a lot of Liverpool and just knew how to frustrate us. And we then sort of just give up. And we, we started, you know, we had a few shots in the first half where you thought Liverpool are going to turn it on any minute now. And it, it, it looked like it could be one of them games where Fabianski's just like, oh, watch this, come to Anfield, I've been shit all season. Yeah. I'm going to play my best game I possibly can. And, and it literally takes them goals, it takes spawny goals, it takes Salah just fucking it in an open. It takes Gomez shooting and it takes a deflection and, you know, it gets there ahead of the keeper. Otherwise, we're not scoring. And, and we force that, but they'll, they'll be disappointed. But fuck them, I'm not asked about them. I'm just asked that Liverpool, really. Uh, I, 
I think that might give them a bit of confidence. You know, we played at Let's Go and it looked like we couldn't score, no matter how long we'd have played against the Let's Go. And it probably felt like that at times tonight. And they feel, as Fu has said before, they found a way. They found a way to score the goals. They found a way to get back into the game. They found a way to win the game. And I'm sure we'll go into the weekend and go into the weeks coming being like, well, nothing can really stop us. We will find that way each time, even when someone like Fabianti is having a boss game. The take, I mean, Jay talks about pressure there, Phil, and that's what the third goal comes from. And you might say it's a lucky, it's a lucky bounce, but I love that Gomez gets there first. He gets in front of their forward. It looks like a ball out, looks like he's going into him. He, he, he anticipates it, he's front foot, he gets there. And he drives at the goal, and yeah, look, no one's saying shoot, especially on his left. I think in the end he takes it, but we get that break from him being front foot, from him desire, really. Yeah, exactly. And and even Trent getting to the end of it, you know, that's a fullback gambling in the inside opposition's box. He did really well to kind of get on the end of that. He read it before anyone else. And look, it was a spawny goal, but it was what was needed in a game like that. The amount of corners today, I don't think I've ever seen a match. The first <laughs> half, I think it was like 16 corners. It was just ridiculous. And you know, with their centre-halves, they're always going to be a threat. That first goal they score, it's a good head and There's not really that much you can do about it. But yeah, you know, you know, like, like Jay was saying, they will be really disappointed, West Ham, because you always hear opposition managers talk about, you know, to beat these big teams, a lot of it is down to them having a bit of an off day, having one of those days where they're not quite at it. And then we have to make sure we're at it. And for a lot of the game, you know, they were. They limited us to, a, to very few chances that were clear. And, you know, if it wasn't for the pure determination, even though when, you know, Trent didn't have the, his best game, Robertson didn't have his best game either, but they're still so determined out of the flanks. You know, it felt a little bit like uh, Snodgrass had got into his head early on. It's like they were sending texts last night and, and Snodgrass told him, I'm going to lay one into you. And that kind of <laughs> set the tone a bit early on. Robertson looked a little bit shaken by that and then, you know, he, he, he gets the better room towards the end. But that's just what this team does. They always just find a way. I think they've got some real quality, West Ham. Yeah. Um, it's I mean, bad I, watching them, wasn't yeah, it? I think they're a bit of a disgrace, to be honest. Like, <laughs> like, like, I do think they're a bit. Wait, of a this isn't fucking badness, Phil. <laughs> don't need to lay into them. Like, I know, but I mean, it's but not, I was thinking about how well they played against us last year. Fucking yeah, yeah, it's not like a word. What's that fucking place they play? <laughs> <laughs> the bowling. <laughs> but no, genuinely, like, it's not a word I use lightly. I do think they're a bit of a disgrace because there's, there's quality. <laughs> it is a fucking word you use lightly, yeah. little prick. <laughs> I'm into. There's quality all the way through their ranks, though, isn't there? Like, they've got some really good centre-halves. I think Anderson's a really talented player. Um, Sebastian Haller was, like, one of the best players in Germany. There's, like, quality through their ranks, but I don't know what's happened so far this season. I don't watch them enough, but there's a lot of teams above them in the table that are garbage and don't have half the resources they do. So it's got to come down to, like, either application or coaching. Something's gone seriously wrong at that football club. Um, they shouldn't be where they are in the table. And, yeah, they only played us, what, three weeks ago? So, you know, they've had a look at us. They've obviously set up again. They've been prepared. Uh, Jupp and Ogbonna are just massive, aren't they? Um, and we were playing a lot of, like, high balls into the box. We're aiming for the back stick a lot. I'm not sure if we'd, like, noticed a weakness or something in their game. We kept looking for that sort of, you know, we were cutting corners back and hitting it long and deep to the far post, uh, to the back post. But, ultimately... Uh, we've just ground it out, we've dug it out, and they've gone home with nothing, so, you know, can't complain. But like I said, uh, they're a disgrace. <laughs> <laughs> I want to give a shout-out to Trent, uh, Jay, because he nearly finishes with a hat-trick of assists. Yeah, yeah. The, you know, we go, it, we obviously get the fourth. It doesn't get ruled out for offside, but it's it's not his fault. Sadio Man is offside. That would have been three, another three assists 
in a glittering season. And as an asset for this football club and as a weapon for this football club, he's just absolutely unreal. Yeah, first half, the full-backs didn't really look at it. They weren't, they weren't as creative, they weren't getting the ball in space. But second half, I don't know how many times it's pulled back to the, to the right-back position. Trent's there most of the time, Chamberlain helps him out massively. I think Chamberlain makes space. The, the defenders don't know whether to go with Trent or Chamberlain, so whichever one goes, you know, the other's finding himself in space. The ball's in, which is dangerous. That ball in for Mane, the one that's offside. I'm not fucking having, he was offside. I reckon the linesman was fucking... Oh, fuck off you. You fucking linesman. Who's signing you on? The fucking referee's fucking in here. That was that out here in his Fucking hell, yeah. Fucking hell, This isn't a fucking debate. He was fucking onside. So, but he, but he whips it in. And Mane just literally cannot miss. And you're thinking to yourself, with a player like that who can do that all the time, why aren't we making the most of it? And it, when you look back first half, we're not getting him, we're not getting him further forward. He's got Kite in front of him, and he's probably not sure where Kite is. Kite is drifting inside, so he's not, he's not sure he's got the back up. And you're looking at someone like Trent now, and you're thinking, teams will have to compensate for him. And Liverpool should be making the most of that all of the time, because he's, he's as Neil was saying, the crosses into the back post, his corners today were brilliant. Like, he didn't hit the first man once, I was fucking made. I was going to get on and give him a little fucking hug. Because yeah. every ball gets over, every ball's a threat. They're having to think about it. And that, I think that's what tells with West Ham as well in the end. That even though we're forcing it, they're like constantly having to think. Their defence are constantly having to think. And then eventually we, we make the mistakes happen. They looked goose at the end as well, didn't they? They looked absolutely out on their feet. Yeah. They put a lot in. Yeah, they Two went off injured, didn't they? In the middle of the game. All right. Yeah, I mean, well... I just thought, like last five minutes, you could just see that they just they couldn't close anybody down. They were shattered, and uh, I guess they probably. I think they had come away from that thinking that they deserved at least a point. Um, I mean, when they went two one up, when they went two one up, it didn't look like we could get near them. I I, I think they will have been thinking now. I reckon Moyes just panicked and not knowing what to do. Got a big old celebration as well, didn't yeah, they? And yeah, and I think their players were thinking. We fucking, you know, we're we're in front here. Liverpool don't look like yeah. they've got it, and that's probably took a bit out of them. They probably they've not reacted well enough. Liverpool have then thought, ah, fuck this, watch this. The crowd got behind them. The fucking booing of their players. Yeah, it was they great, wasn't it? shit themselves. Really yeah. And then it, it took too much out of them then to even try and stay in the game. And it was too late then. And when we won those like five or six corners in a row, whatever it was, it felt just like corner yeah. after corner after yeah, corner. Yeah, that five minute period was great. Yeah, the whole ground just lifted, didn't it? Um, I thought their changes were odd as well. I think you've already said, I didn't really understand why Anderson was taken off. Was he injured? Um, Anderson, was that the problem? Um, and then Haller coming on, I don't know, it, it just seemed it seemed an odd change at the time. But like you say, Moyes hasn't prepared for this, has he? He's not in his in his mind, he's not been thinking about what am I gonna do when I'm two one up after an hour at Anfield. You say changes though, Neil. When was the last time we brought the centre half on and we looked more solid? Joe Massive comes on, does absolutely nothing, and then gives away that fucking free kick <laughs> just by punching the ball or something. Oh, no, what was he no. doing there? The fella in front of me wants to twat him. Not unreasonably, I would say. <laughs> I'm not quite sure Joe Massive meant it, but fucking, the, but Colin in front <laughs> of me, he's gonna twat what, you, Joe. What have you ever come out of a game and went? Do you know what? We were looking shaky there, but that extra centre half really so <laughs> never, never works. It never works. Aaron fucking makes yeah. it worse. But honestly, what? I think the only thing John Matip did was just fucking launch his hand at that three But once again, Allison's there, isn't he? When oh, we need that him most, safe. Like, he's just he's just something else, isn't he? He's absolutely something else. Was it his forearm? Um, 
Bill Laddie went through him, fancy it at all. Yeah, 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 but why would you? What why would you, would you fancy it against him? Imagine you're that lad you're I'm fucking through on goal. We've got a fuck. Oh, for fuck's sake, lad. I when he got the ball, he would have took a corner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to blam this dead Because Alisson saves it and he's not like, oh, fucking hell. He's like, yeah, t- I'd, have t- I'd have took that before I kicked it. <laughs> we'll just take the corner of the corner quits, mate. <laughs> but it's fucking brilliant because even in that moment, you're thinking, oh, fucking hell, this is where someone pinches it. And that had have felt horrible to us then, having got back in, in into the game and in front. And Alisson's just there. And the defenders must be so relieved to think no longer do they have to worry about that to think if I make a mistake someone gets in I've got him to pull me out of the shit and that that it's it, it's huge to the crowd no one panicked no one panicked even when they got a corner at the end no one panics even when Joel Matip decides it's a fucking game of volleyball no one panics the ball's getting lashed into the box no one's scared anymore and that it, the, the, Liverpool you know I reckon Klopp will be annoyed with some of the players because he looks like he wants to fucking strangle some of them as, himself but I reckon he'll look at that and he'll think, I don't know what we were panicking for. I don't know why we thought we were concerned, because that's literally what Liverpool do. Teams try and live with us for a long period of time and then just discover they just can't. They just can't stay with us. And that game, if that had to finish 4-2, it wouldn't have been unreasonable. It's a nice celebration of the Empire. It's not over the top, but they all notably go over. Um, sort of us one, really, uh, to the club to applaud, just to say, so it's a nice one for sticking with us there. I know it would go well. Firmino puts his shirt into the crowd. I think someone had one of them sides, but he's happy to do it. It was, it was a nice moment, really. It was. Uh, we've done one more. It's five wins. Now it's four. And it was. We've done one more. Exactly. I think they all knew they weren't at their best, and they they sort of like appreciated how the crowd kind of rose up later on. Because early on it was weird. The atmosphere was a little bit strange. But then you know, as the game grew, you, you know, the cop came alive. That was for sure, and the rest of the ground as well. And. And it got hostile, which is what you need in these sort we of games. We were every touch or two, yeah. all, which I was really into. Yeah. I was like warming up for Atletico here. Like. <laughs> yeah, I think I turned around to Dan and said, I feel like I'm back at Barca at home. You know, Ginny scores that goal and everyone kind of lost for it. For a minute, it was proper yeah. intense, wasn't it? It was really good. And, 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 and they appreciate that. The manager talked about it before the game. It's a bit unusual. He hasn't really spoken about it much this season, the atmosphere and needing the crowd you know, on the Monday night. But you know, it showed today that they, they they do need us still. Even you know, like Neil said before, this isn't done yet. There's still four more wins to go, and and we're, we're going to need them every every step of the way. And like you said, it's a great warm up for Atletico because that's going to be a, a real hostile one after this. <laughs> I love that roar at full time as well. There's like a, yeah. when they come to the crowd, there's like there's the applause, everyone's clapping, and then you get that roar, yeah. that little roar. You see, sort of an oven, but but sort of an everything yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like it's not massive, but it's just like. Yes, it's coming like we appreciate what they're doing there they're going to deliver our dreams they're going to deliver everything we've ever wanted this season and it's nice that we feel so close to them and they're with us at the end um i did think bobby i thought bobby some of his touches were absolutely oh, yeah. obscene there was today. one where he knocked it over the fellow's head and yeah. just sprinted away from oh, him oh, oh. like he's on about 60 yeah he's filth isn't he bobby <laughs> absolutely filth like every game even if he has a quiet game there's at least like one or two touches where you just think oh fucking hell i need a wash after that <laughs> there was there was an american fella behind us every time he did something was just going oh si senor <laughs> <laughs> that's how i felt Alice food, Dad. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I'm into that. But it's the, it's the ugly stuff with Firmino as well. And there was twice, first half, when we were in a bit of trouble and yeah. he just backed to win it back. And that's what I love about him, you know. 
as I say, there's that flick over the end, second half, and the spin away, and it's brilliant. But as I say, there's a couple of times first half where he really bailed his teammates out, and you're like, we need someone to do something here, and it's for me, you know, when he's done on hand. Yeah, he's relentless, isn't he? And he sets the tone, he sets the example for everyone else to follow. Um, he's a unique footballer, um, he really is, and he's one of those players that I, I just think you've got to appreciate how special he is. He's not always amongst the goals, he's not always, you know, all fireworks, all, all centre stage, but he's such a clever footballer and he means so much to this team. Okay, um, I mean, we're just sort of start to wind it up, and I'll start with you, Jay, in that it's not a classic Liverpool performance. When we're looking back at the end of the season on a glittering Liverpool season and one of the greatest seasons in this football club's history, this won't be one of the wins where. You know, we, we talk about it. it won't be one of the performances we highlight, but it's another step along the way of what we want to do. Well, I think we've equaled the record there, haven't we? We've equaled the record for the longest the jo- or joints. I don't know what, something fucking most wins or something. I've just seen it on the telly. I don't, I, I, I don't pretend to profess to know that, but I, it, it is that thing. At the end of the season, no one's going to worry about whether we went 2-1 behind at West Ham. No one's going to be talking about the game you nearly drew or the game you nearly lost. Everyone's going to be saying that was another three points, that was another three points, that was another three points. Before we surpass 100, before we hopefully go unbeaten, before we fucking possibly win every fucking game bar one, everyone's going to look back at that and say, it was almost, you'll look back on this game and none of this, like, this fretting about how West Ham played will matter. Cause we'll always be like, that was just Liverpool, unstoppable. And teams who might top for the first 70 minutes thought, there's how we fucking beat Liverpool. Well, now at 90 minutes, we think to themselves, you fucking can't beat Liverpool. You just cannot get past them. And I think that'll send the message to other teams. The lads will probably reflect on that themselves. And yeah, in another four, five, six, seven, eight games, 10 games, 20 games, and we're still unbeaten. Everyone will just look back on this as just another step on Liverpool on a march to greatness. Yeah, I mean, that's how it feels for right, doesn't it? You know, it's not a classic Liverpool performance. It's not a amazing night but it's another step along a ladder that's hopefully gonna reach glory exactly and i think you know all this does is really it just continues on that that kind of feeling that we all have that it's inevitable liverpool are gonna score they're two one down they're one nil down it's one one whatever it is liverpool will find a way and it's just another it's just another another bit of evidence in that whole long series of of things that we've done this season and last season that this team just finds a way wherever it is, whatever situation it is. And, you know, look, if you're, if you're an opposition team and you're, you're planning to play Liverpool, you know, West Ham at no point today planned to be 2-1 up. They didn't really have an idea what they were doing. The best thing that happened for David Moyes was going 1-0 down as early as they did. Because then it's almost like, oh, well, they've just done what they do and, and let's just hope it's not too embarrassing. And I think you're just going to see that from teams now because, you know, if you are 1-0 up against us, if you are, you know, 1-1, whatever minute it is, there's just so many games you can go back to and say, well, they found a way here, they found a way there. And, and that's, that is unbelievable to have. That shows, that's not just quality, that shows a unique kind of blend of quality and, and pure determination. And, you know, we talk about Firmino being, being you know, absolutely unbelievable today. He's, one, again, one of those players, like most of our others, they're just unique in that sense. They've got that flair, that amazing quality that they have, but then they've also got that kind of ruggedness. They've got that ability to turn a game into a bit of a scrap. You know, there were periods there where there were balls getting volleyed about all over the place. You know, Fabinho getting stuck in with his massive legs flying about, <laughs> all, all that kind of stuff. And, and the next minute, you're seeing amazing one-touch passing down the line, and that's what this team offers now. 
Neil Doggett, even when they're not great, they're still fucking great. <laughs> of course they are. Of course they are. They're unsurmountable. They're insurmountable. I'm not sure what the right word is. I'm bouncing to both. <laughs> whatever, whatever it is, they can't be mounted. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, like, you know, earlier this season, they said to uh, that interview with Jack Grealish, when they say to him, he, you know, he says every team in the league can be beat. Well, apart from Liverpool, obviously. You know, it's in all their minds, isn't it? Every starting eleven across the country, they all know the Reds are mustard. They all know we're top of the pops. They all know we're going to win this league. We're going to win the football league again. And, like, it's just, it's coming, it's coming. It's, it's, it's a matter of weeks away, a matter of weeks away from one of the greatest days of your life. I just cannot wait. Man of the match? Chamberlain. 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 Big, big impact. I'm going to go with Joe Gomez. Oh, um, I'm going to say Trent, I think. I don't think he had the greatest first half, but second half, I thought he was fantastic. I like all three of those shouts, absolutely fantastic. Listen, Liverpool, as Neil Dockett says, top of the pops, as Neil Dockett always says, we are weeks away from one of the greatest days of your life. What a time to be a vet. Nice one. Sports Social Podcast Network.